All right, all right. A social experiment. Let's go. What, okay, what do yeah. you got for me? All right, see. So, let's say that you have a group of people, and they have this parchment of writing on it, and and this writing kind of dictates everything that they're doing, and yes. like some people may die because of what is written on this parchment. But they're doing it because some ancient people wrote these uh, these teachings and these these rules on this piece of parchment. So, like, obviously, they believe that something good is going to come out from following, like, the teachings of this old, old piece of writing. Yeah. Um, would you call this a cult? Yes. All right. Honestly, yes. America is a cult. Yes, that is. I, I, I could, could have tell, told you that. I could tell immediately that you knew where I was going. Uh, so uh, we're we're starting with this can of worms. We're ripping that band aid. Which, before I do, I'm just like hilariously shocked, hilariously shocked. That like y- you you and your bum ass in fucking Denmark are having to deal with our American problems, and I apologize. Eh, it's fine. The fact, like the, the, the like, uh, we we talked about this when I was like coughing my head off. Like there was a guy who we're not gonna really mention by name, but like made made like a tr- tried to make a post about how Europe was worse than America. Despite the fact, while we entirely flat out banned all abortions, there's some that let you have abortions to certain terms across Europe, and that's somehow worse. And I'm like, okay. There are uh, two yeah. countries in all of Europe who bans abortions flat out. Yeah. Two. Two. Two small countries for Europe as a whole. We in America, you can kind of see us like 50 small countries, let's be real. Because that's kind of what this thing ended up becoming. Because believe it or not, it's still legal up here in Massachusetts, where I live. But if you're down south in Texas, you'll just um, get to boink, forcibly boink, without consent, a 10-year-old, and they just gotta live with it. Yeah, and if they... uh... If they are dying during childbirth for this baby because the body is not ready for it, uh, what what was it? Uh, they have to kind of like wait for them to flatline or something before they can save them. Uh, yeah. Uh, wh- what was the term that was used? It's an opportunity. It, that that was the term that was used. It's an opportunity. Okay. It is. Yeah, like watching this go down was nuts. I like I'm just although like I don't know if you saw this, but like I know that like the fucking TikTok where TikTok fucking not only they doxed all the Supreme Court members, but they also sent out their goddamn like credit card numbers. Oh yeah. With like I'm like they got to these motherfuckers hard. Excuse me, I thought it was just casual abortion, not some idiot. No, you're not allowed. No, like medical abortions, things that are life threatening. If it's gonna, they would rather kill the mom and 
let the child come out without a parent than to have the abortion. Yeah. Nope. All of it. It is widespread. All of it. Like that's why the whole she's ten thing was trending. It's because a ten year old got raped and they were like, Well, this is this is a beautiful opportunity to show the miracle of life. And I'm like, wow. Uh yeah, that's America. That's this country. I uh I saw that someone had taken up like uh, a rather unique form of protest against this by driving in the fast lane or something, which f- for that particular location was reserved for people who were driving with passengers. And because she was pregnant, she was like, "Oh, but it's qualified as a person, so I'm alive to drive here." You'd, you'd think that, but then she probably got arrested because, oh, you're a woman, you have no rights. Is this really what it was? Um, I, I want to po- I, I point out this issue that just came out with the whole... For the for people who don't know, for the sake of the podcast, right. you know, the Supreme Court basically set, ruled that uh, abortion is illegal, widespread. It is... Well, okay, they didn't do it like that. They essentially, what they did was like they handed it over to the states... To choose if it's a right or not and the thing with that is uh instead of saying it's a it's a right for everyone then it's just a state can decide whether or not they you are a woman's allowed to have an abortion mm-hmm. so now it's a little thing where in massachusetts or new york it's safe to have it because we're not fucking insane and then there's people like there's like people in like countries in like uh, texas where no, we're just gonna let a ten-year-old get boinked and have, force them to have a child that will kill them yeah. for having it. But you can tell I'm a little salty because I do have my own personal issue with this. Because I I don't get into political debates often, and the one time I did wholeheartedly and tried to hear the other side out, it was with a person from Texas, and they were totally against the idea of abortion. And I just told them I am. And the and the first off, their opening line was, oh, you don't believe in abortion because you believe in women's rights, do you? And I'm like, wow. Well, yeah, but, is, is that the other end of the spectrum? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It gets worse. Because after the whole debate was over, like not even three months down, the guy turned out to be a pedophile. Oh. Like he, he groomed teen... Like he was he was like semi-popular so use whatever clout he had to groom like middle schoolers and high schoolers to ride on his dick and show them or they're like underage titties so you know um so i i I guess why the reason why you think every child deserves a chance at life is so they can see a chance at their you want to see a chance at their nookie don't you boy Uh uh-huh he had to be from Texas too. It's like you couldn't write a better stereotype, a better straw man. But um, I, I really want to name him by name, but I've learned. But like I've been talked to by Lassa before. That's not a good thing to do. So I won't name him by name. But I will say that he's a. I hate him with every fiber of my being, and deserves no rights. But whatever. That's this. That's not the country we live in. Ah. <laughs> uh. I, I I got a chip on my shoulder, man. You have no fucking idea. Uh, I, 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 I can feel it. I'm, 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 I'm poking it, and I'm cutting myself on the chip on your shoulder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, no, that's... But, yeah, this whole thing is just... 
fucking whack. Like, but just just the sheer response to it was beautiful because like you just like the moment it came up it's like okay fuck you and they just like doxed credit card information we could have gone their social security numbers if we wanted to everything was fucking out there and i'm like holy shit how how does this happen (laughs) Like, uh, during the uh, fucking BLM protest in, like, 2020, the there was, like, a, sm- a very short per- portion where, like, America mobilized, like, military against the protesters. And you would have, and, like, all those gun-toting motherfuckers who said, oh, we need to keep our guns to fight against the government. They didn't do jack-fucking-shit. Well, you know, when you, ha- you have military going up against American citizens, they didn't pull up a gun because they're black. And here we got some fucking teenagers doing actual change by like doxing these old motherfuckers. And I'm like, wow. I'm, I'm starting to I'm starting to get radicalized, I guess you can say, because I'm just getting really tired of looking at both sides and just watching yeah. nothing nothing happen. But yeah, a lot of it is fucked up and like there there's no nuance behind it anymore or no nuance I'm willing to just give because no, it's different. stupid. There is no fucking good reason. Like, okay, actually, okay. If you if you want to do casual abortion and shit, like it, I would honestly, I'm of the I'm of the stance that if you don't want to be a parent, you're probably going to be a pretty shitty parent. Yeah. And forcing a child to live under a parent who doesn't want their fucking kid is miserable. Oh God, <laughs> that's a thing I, that's actually topical to me, but. <laughs> Can you make her pregnant? <laughs> oh no, not like that. No, I, no, my pain, no, 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 it's my mom didn't want me, but that's a different story. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh no. Oh. oh no. But no, but like I'm saying, the if you're trying to force people to have a parent to be a parent, and they yet turn out to be shitty parents, uh what the fuck are you doing? You're not solving anything. On top of that, a lot of I, I did bring this up in the Wild West. The thing I always found weird when you have a when you like deal with things like overpopulation, we barely have any jobs to go around to begin with. Um, we don't have housing to do shit. Uh, nobody wants to fucking work, despite how many more people we're getting, and you have more people needing welfare because they either can't get jobs or are unable to get housing. And then you get these same people who voted against abortion to be like, oh, what? Now you fucking freeloaders want government money? Just go just go work. The logic doesn't make any sense. It's all like suicidal and hilarious. Um, I, I think like the long and short of it is just that a man should not be making decisions about what a girl can do with their body like honest yeah honestly yeah like what the fuck do we know do you cloudy do you bleed from your crutch every month not regularly no okay what (laughs) (laughs) no but like unless you do you shut your whole mouth that's that's how simple it is that's how simple it is, yes. 
honestly, no, yeah, you're right. Like, you you think something as simple as that, like assuming said man is not then forced to pay child support. <laughs> oh God, child support. Um, but. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I just wanted to bring this up because uh, in case someone is listening to this, it has been almost two months since our last podcast. Well, a month and a half. Yes. And, oh, yeah. And so uh, a lot of stuff has happened. So I just kind of wanted to like use this episode to like catch up because, uh, yeah, a lot of stuff has happened. And so uh, I don't want to dwell too much on any one subject for, for too long, if, if, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to fly by because like we, we, we do have a lot to catch up on. And the fact we had to start with this podcast with fucking history happening happening again. Jesus Christ. Uh, well, well, I, I guess that uh, we can uh, we can springboard from that happy subject to uh, another happy subject about history being made, which is that uh, in Denmark, we have now had the worst shooting in, in Denmark history. Mm-hmm. In which two people like got killed. Yeah. So there was some kind of white trash psychopath in uh, who had grabbed the hunting rifle and mm-hmm. uh, was wandering around a shopping mall, a shopping mall in Copenhagen called Fields, where he was yeah. uh, shooting uh, people uh, left and right, and uh, unfortunately, two people. Uh, who was shot, uh, succumbed to the injuries, and passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, the man has been apprehended, and he's been uh, prosecuted, and uh, he is in jail right now, as far as I've understood. He um, had also uploaded videos onto YouTube, in which he was like doing weird fucking cringy shit, like putting a gun to his, to his temple, or in his mouth, or a year, or, like really just like, oh, I'm gonna kill myself. Uh, do it, bitch. Uh, but then I actually like, <laughs> didn't go through with it. Uh, and like one of the videos is also called something to the effect of medicine name doesn't work and that particular brand of medicine is used for to treat schizophrenia. So the person mm-hmm. was very clearly mentally ill. Uh, but okay. still, fuck, fuck him. Uh, but um, after this happened, and it's it's also gonna like lead into some political talks about America because apparently that's mm-hmm. the name of the game uh, for the beginning of this podcast but uh, yeah. after this happened I'm so happy that we could get the support from such politicians in America such as the people who were like this just goes to show that uh, gun laws doesn't work because oh my god they just had a shooting in Denmark with uh, some of the world's strictest uh, most strict gun laws Um. I don't recall what the date was. I think it was the 3rd of July or something that's happened. Yeah, that one, like... Uh, I saw that tweet, and I'm like, one, that's in poor taste, and two, if you look at it statistically, what is this, the first shooting in 20 years? When it's uh, not even been two weeks in America where we're still, like, mourning the deaths of, like, what, a dozen children? Yeah, this is the first shooting in 19 years. Um, yeah. And the last one had a single, like, death. Um, yeah. And, and I remember it being, like, around uh, the 4th of July, because I remember on the 4th of July alone, I've, uh, I've, I've read the news that there had been five separate shootings 
across America where the death toll was around 50 or something like that. And not that it's yeah. like a, a fucking penis measurement contest or anything, but I think it speaks volumes that in that this is uh what third shooting ever and mm-hmm. it's the most deadly one and only two people died whereas it has now become such a normal thing in America that that not even all of those five individual shootings were reported on um mm-hmm. because it's just such a mainstay so uh I don't know maybe it's just me but um I think that uh, this just goes to show that it does, in fact, work. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. But like, what the fuck do uh, I know? American, first thing you have to understand is American politicians are, are stupid. Very, very stupid. They have no brains. No. All their brains uh, can be replaced with money because they were born to rich families. But I, I want to just tell you how fucked this is because whenever whenever i first heard this story i'm looking at the numbers and my first uh, when i hear the story break my first reaction is wow those are bitch numbers randy i think randy stare did more damage than that and that was like my first reaction to hearing that and i'm like wow i'm pretty fucked up that this is just normal now yeah. I'm like, oh, this fucking schizophrenia cycle is KDA ratio shit. Get good, noob. And I'm like, wow. Those are rookie numbers. <laughs> Those are rookie. That is honestly the phrase that I thought of. Those are rookie numbers. There's only two people who died. Wow. But I'm like, it's such a fucking normal thing. Like, I do not want a child in this goddamn country knowing that they're just going to get shot eventually. So what the fuck? Where's the logic in that? Uh, Fucking, there are police officers, uh, like, guarding schools who do not stop shooters because they don't want to get hurt. And it's like, they're not there to protect the children. They're there to protect the entrance of the school, which is not the children. It's the property. Yeah, but no, that's always been the the case in this country. Women don't have rights. They're property. That's why they don't want them to have abortions. A lot of this shit comes down to, like, they don't want you to take away the guns. That's our property. When you think, when you stop. Yeah. I I remember doing that whole, like, uh, Roe and Wade thing with the abortion stuff. Uh, I'm just reminded of that because, like, you mentioned the whole school thing. I remember someone posted a clip, and I think it was from George Carlin, one of his very first shows. And it touches on this very specific thing, which is like, people are just going, like, before a child is born, people are just going, oh, every life is sacred. Oh, bless the children. Don't touch the children. And then once you you meet, the, uh, once you are, like, born, fuck you. Yeah, no, that's always been the case. Yeah. That's why we don't care when children are being shot. But that's, well, what do I know? I'm I'm just an American. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm not even i'm not even american like whenever i have to make a census they the like whenever you're choosing your race um i don't get to be like they, they always have to put hispanic latino at the top and then like uh, so are you hispanic latino or now are you black are you white are you jewish are you whatever and i'm like asian and i'm like okay i don't even get to be a race 
I don't. I don't even know what the fuck they are. I'm in like, ethnicity. Yeah. Dude, like when 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 you have to like introduce yourself to people from like across the globe or something, other over Discord or whatever. Do you like? introduce yourself like as an american or do you think or do you kind of find a little shame in that and say go oh i'm puerto rican or something because like that sounds better well being puerto rican like automatically makes you american anyway but i i I would rather if i ever meet somebody outside i would rather use like my hispanic heritage because i am i am proud of it i like that i like that part of me more but it's also just a thing where I think it was Gabriel Iglesias who made a joke about it. Like you, you're not an American when you're in America, but when you're abroad, you can finally be looked at as an American because mm. people see you as like where you're from and where you're raised. Whereas in America, they just see you for this color of your skin. Mm. So, so I would. I, w- I would honestly say if I was like in Europe, I'd just I would say I'm an American because I would say just save a lot of time, and they get it, and they wouldn't give a shit whether I was like Hispanic or not. I, I, They'd be like, "Oh shit, it's an American! Look how funny he talks." <laughs> you know, it's funny. Uh, I went to I went to uh, uh, Britain, Britain, and uh, to visit my friend. And uh, she, and like I was there, and I was very polite. Everyone thought it was fucking Canadian. It was hilarious. Did you say a boot? I didn't say a boot, not once. But uh, just because I was so polite and like I just talked to people with respect, they said, "Oh wow, you are nothing like an American. I thought you were gonna be loud Texan man, like yeehaw!" And I'm like, <laughs> "Wow." So, so uh, when I found out in Europe, or like, sorry, not Europe, when when the rest of the world sees us as Texas, I'm like, you know, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, you know what, fair enough. Um, Fair enough. Speaking of England, another thing that has happened since the last podcast is that uh, Boris Johnson was like, no, you cannot kick me out of office uh, because I have a job to do. And then the very same day, the dude quit. Which I think is very just like, oh, Boris Johnson, ladies and gentlemen. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I I saw that and I heard that and I'm just like, you know what? Good on him. That's a way to fucking leave. Uh, oh my god. Uh, but okay, okay, okay. So let's yeah. steer uh, a little away from all the political stuff because um, it, 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 it got a little bit heavy. Um, I want to talk about some shit that has happened in my life and then... Uh, I'm going to ask you, Claudia, about what has gone on in your life. Okay, my life. All right. So, uh, I'm going to start with the fact that I have upgraded my computer. <laughs> what was that like? Uh, so, uh, I'm go- I'm going to get to it. So, <laughs> I decided that it was finally time, because of some circumstances that I'm going to get into later... That if there was ever a time to do it, it was now. So I finally bit the bullet and I bought myself an RTX 3080. And it, oh. and as of right now, it's in my computer and it's purring like a kitten. Um, 
first of all, I got I gotta like uh, take you through uh, the buying process of this thing because uh, that was a whole thing. So yeah. I go on this. Uh, so uh, before I get my paycheck, I'm I'm scouring the internet to see where can I find one of these for cheap, and I can actually uh, and I actually managed to find a place that um, that sells a thirty seventy. But they're also selling a 3080 for just $50 more. Oh. So I'm like, well, that sounds like a fucking bargain. Then, uh, and I'm like, you know, like I'm sending links to Alice and Zach. And just like, hey, look at this. Oh, my God. And they're like, oh, wow. Yeah, okay. That's a good fucking deal. Then uh, I go to bed and then I wake up the next day and I'm like, okay, let's let me just check it again. Just to make sure that I wasn't, you know, like dazed off or anything uh and sure enough uh i find the item but it is now like four hundred dollars more expensive oh god uh, i don't know why so um shit but then i've uh but i realized that okay maybe something has happened that has made the prices go up again and I, I have worked in retail for long enough to know that just because uh, one company got the memo doesn't mean that everyone got the memo. So I actually managed to find a place that are still selling it for the dirt cheap. And so I put oh. in my order once I finally got my paycheck. Um, and then uh, I wait. Then, uh, and I, I buy it Friday uh, on, no, no, wait. I buy it Thursday. Friday, I get an email saying, oh, yeah, no, uh, we don't have it in stock anymore. And I'm like, but but it said on your site that you had it in stock. Uh, yeah, but yeah, uh, we don't have it in stock anymore. Okay, uh, do you know when you will get it back in stock? Uh, no, it can be anywhere from tomorrow, next week to never. Okay. Yeah, that sounds like, sounds like uh, buying a graphics card, right? Okay, then uh, what do I do? And they're like, uh, it would probably be the most wise for you to cancel your your order and uh, then see if you can buy it somewhere else. I'm like, fine. And so I cancel my order. But then uh, I realized because of the uh, type of uh, credit card that I use that uh, they're going to reserve uh, my money for 30 days. Oh. And and I can't contact the bank about it because this is just some, this is just a safety precaution there there is with this type of credit card which they didn't tell me about before this. So all of a sudden, I now have a RTX 3080 price uh amount of money just because I don't want to like convert it to dollars or anything, but you know, it's a lot of money uh that yeah. I can't use for 30 days and i'm sat here going well, i i obviously don't have that exact uh, that same amount of money again to throw it at a different store so end up uh, so i uh, i was bitching to some friends and my dad and my dad was like hey let me just like borrow you the money and then once the money comes in you just like pay me so okay fine and then i go to a different pay, uh, um place and i place my order and they're like it will be here on tuesday fucking mm -hmm. rad now we're going i have gotten this bad boy 
But then I start checking online, and I, I confer a lot with you, because I know that you know your shit, and you do, you yeah. help me a lot. And for those of you who don't know, uh, Cloudy is one of the coolest people in the world, and I'm so happy that he wanted <laughs> to help me. Um, and I'm like, because like I was worried, like, does it fit in my in my rig? Does it like fit with my uh, my motherboard? All of these things that you don't really think about. You just want the thing that makes your computer go wee. Um, yeah. So uh, as, long, as long as it goes through like parts picker and you don't get like big glaring errors, it should work okay ninety percent of the time. That's what I said. Yeah, but uh, uh oh. but but you fail to account for the fact that uh, I'm a fucking idiot. Uh, because I had not looked up how strong my power supply was, and everywhere that I looked, it said you need a power supply of at least seven hundred and fifty watts. 750 watts is like the go-to for this type of graphics card. I'm like, all yeah. right. So come Monday, I'm I go out into like the big shopping mall that we have in the pouring rain, and I first ch- and I check around everywhere, and and first of all, there's a store that just that closes ten minutes early. Uh huh. Which, you know, I had fucking dashed my ass off to get to and they closed 10 minutes early and I can't even get in to, like, ask them anything. All right, fuck them. And I then go to a different store and I find, uh, sure enough, a uh, 750-watt power supply. But then he's like, okay, how big is your rig? How much space do you have? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. Uh, Then he goes, you might want to check that before you buy anything. Fair enough. Yeah. So yeah. this entire trip, and it's it's a pretty long trip. It's like half an hour of just straight up like riding your bike one way or the other. Mm-hmm. So and, and uphill. So uh, I'm fucking tired. I'm wet, and I come home. I open my rig, and I find out that I already have a 750 watt power supply in my fucking computer. So that entire trip didn't fucking matter. Joy. Joy. All right, now is the t- is the day of reckoning. It is Tuesday, my guy. Ah! I finally got <laughs> my graphics card. It's fucking massive. It is dumb, ridiculously huge. I had never seen a graphics card that fucking big. I remember reminded- when I showed you my graphics card, and I was like, "Oh my god." Yeah, I'm remi- uh, reminded fondly of the time where you showed me your old graphics card next to your new graphics card, and I was like, you versus the guys he tells you not to worry about. <laughs> it was big and black, too. That's the best part. Yeah, mine has three fans. All right. Wait, mine, too. So, I bust my thing open. I, uh, uh, like, uh, at, the, at that day, I'm counting the fucking minutes to get home. Mm-hmm. from work and so i crack the thing open and i like i mount my phone uh on my tripod i go on discord in hopes that you or sack are online to guide my hips but because none of, none of you are there because you know you got this thing called the life um i was dying actually so you can call it a death actually okay you sack uh, has a life and you have a death um, yeah, <laughs> I, I I I I grew impatient, and I was like, "Okay, I may be stupid, I may be retarded, but I'm not this stupid, so I can probably do this." Yeah, and I so, adult Legos. Yeah, 
Yeah, I taught Legos, and I, and I remember having confirmed with you earlier, like, how much pressure can I actually use on these things? Um, like, literally, as long as you don't use, like, a real hammer, you can just, like... Yeah, you can fucking get with that bitch in. Honestly, yeah. It, 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 it's one of those things where creators are like, okay, how do we how do we make it so, like, a monkey with no experience can put a computer together? Because that's going to be 90% of our customer base. Yeah. So I managed to plug the whole thing in. I Like, I get the old GPU out and I put the new one in. There's room to spare. Everything is looking great. It even does that little neat click sound once it's put in properly. And it makes me go, ooh. But now <laughs> here's the problem. Yeah. On my graphics card, there are free power supplies. Yeah, that was a thing that fucked me up. Um, and I have two cables. Uh, so, uh, before this, because I had uh, do, because I had to do that entire fucking walk to look for a power supply, I had bitched to Simon, who originally built the thing, asking him, "What do I do, like, in case I don't have enough power supplies?" And he's like, "You just fucking call me." All right. Yeah. So I called Simon and I was like, "Hey, help!" And he and the and the mad lad drives from where he lives, which is like an hour's drive away, all the way over here just to put in some cables. And he puts them in, and everything is ready to go. We plug the bad boy into the power supply, press the on button, and nothing. It nothing happens. We are fi- the room is filled with the dreaded no noise. No buzzing, no buzzing, no zzz, nothing. Only silence and darkness. <laughs> terrifying. It is fucking f- terrifying. And so, like, he goes, hmm, I, it, it's supposed to work. Which fills me with dread, because this is a fucking, <laughs> like, he's a computer whiz. I'm a fucking idiot. So, I, so if he goes, hmm, it's not supposed to do that, then I start sweating. So, I decide that I can't be in here because this is nerve-wracking for me because I spend a lot of money on this fucking thing. So, I go, hey, why don't I get us some dinner? So, I walk out and I go and get us some dinner while he works on it. And on the way back, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna... I'm going to open the door. I'm going to go into the living room. And knowing Simon, he's going to be sat in my office chair. He's going to smile from ear to ear and go, I fixed it. And he's probably going to have some dumb shit on the monitor. And I open the door. I have like some nice fucking like chicken, uh, peanut sauce, noodle stuff from the local. Oh, shit's delicious. I'm fucking ready. Let's celebrate this bad boy. And I open the door. I walk in and he's still sat on the floor with my computer and I am filled with even more dread. <laughs> oh no. Um, and I go, is it working? And he's like, mm, no. And then uh, he goes, okay, let me try this. And then he plugs my old graphics card into my computer. Oh no. And, and he turns and he presses the on button and there's still nothing. Oh, now oh I'm filled my, with even more dread. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, that is pretty fucked. Uh, because 
Is my computer now just bricked? Um, and so we we sit down and and eat dinner, and um, we uh, we we talk a little bit about like what could it be, and then uh, once we finish dinner, Simon has an idea, and so he goes down and he, you know, pulls a li- uh, pulls a cable here, tucks a cable there, and he pushes the on button, and now it works. So uh, we found out that. Um, the cables that Simon has uh, that he had brought along with him does not compute with my, with my power supply, and they le- they they let out a wrong amount of power from the power supply to the rest of the computer, and so the computer okay. basically just goes, "Lol, no, this is bad. I'm not gonna do this. I can't let you do that, Hal." Um, oh God! Yeah. Uh, so that's why. So I buy another power supply because I already know that like I I need a new one of those either way. So I get another power supply. I get it with overnight shipping, and then uh, I come home. Uh, I uh, and then uh, I realize I now have to do open computer surgery because I have to take the former power supply. And this disconnected from everything that it's attached to, which is a lot, by the way, in case you never opened a computer. Um, <laughs> disconnect that because what we just learned is don't use other cables. Use the ones that come with the power supply. So I have. Wait, you use different cables? That was. Wait, 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 hold on. Sorry, I, I just caught that. You were using different cables? Where'd you get them? Uh, Simon had like Simon builds computers on the daily. He just had a fucking backpack full of them. Okay, fair. Um, yeah, and apparently the exact ones that he had used for mine, he had gone. Nah, I probably don't need those. So, eh. um, but anyway, now I have to fucking like t- take all of these other cables out and put yeah. new ones in. The guy who was nervous as fuck about just putting in a GPU now has to fiddle around with the powers. Um, <laughs> so yeah. I, I think I texted you going, I am sweating <laughs> because I, I like at one point I just had to sit down and go, okay, okay, we're doing great. You're doing great. Yeah, you're doing great. So I, I plugged it, I plug it all in. There's enough cables this time for the for the graphics card as well. Put the power cable in. And I press the on button. And it starts buzzing. And there's light. But my computer is slow as fuck. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. What is this? Why? Why now? Why are you cursing me like this, Scott? But it turns out uh, that um, it's just because it was installing drivers. So now everything is working great, even though my mouse sometimes uh, seems to disconnect for no apparent reason. But other than that, yeah. everything is uh, working great. I have fired up games that I could barely run before, and I can now run them at uh, ultra settings, ray tracing on, no problem whatsoever. 60 frames per second or 120 frames per second, if I'm so fancy. Everything is for coming up Millhouse. I have not tried yeah. rendering. I have not tried editing but i will try that with this uh episode of uh, the podcast um 
That's amazing. So, so yeah, that's a fucking arc and a half right there, honestly. Yeah. Um. I'm never. So the day after, uh, let, let, let's say I think we are at Thursday or Wednesday now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are at Wednesday now. The day after, so Thursday. I can't do anything. It feels like I have like been doing like a stock take where you're just like you're on the entire day. It feels mm-hmm. like I've run a marathon. All of my muscles are hurting, I'm fatigued, I'm tired. I have no energy to do anything whatsoever because this is just fucking drained me so much. So yeah. Oh. One hell of an hour. I I want to I want to say congratulations. You've essentially been baptized by IT Jesus. You finally you've built your first computer and it's just as nightmarish as everyone else's first computer. Ah, uh, thank you. Like uh, I'm I'm glad it was something as small as like I mean, don't don't get me wrong. That shit is still fucking heart palpitating. That you're fucking that like it, but like it was just something as simple as fix as like oh I was just using the wrong cables this whole time, uh the power supply is not strong enough or there's either too much power now, I just got to make sure everything's just right and that's it at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, my first computer just so I can reminisce. Uh, before I actually went to college for it, I was a I was a dumb stupid fucker bean, and I had a myriad of issues. And it took me, like, three different tries and buying this little thing I actually showed you before, which was, like, a a bio speaker or a motherboard speaker. And it turned out that, like, because it would just turn off, it would, like, just fucking die uh, randomly, even when I got it to work. Turns out I didn't have any thermal paste on my processor, so it was just, well, not enough thermal paste. So it would just overheat and die. Constantly. So I had to buy a new processor on top of that. So, man, that was fun. <laughs> but still, at least, at least it was just, at least it was all happy, good, lucky, and now you have, like, a beautiful new goddamn rig to work with. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, I, I mentioned before that I was going to get into uh, later why it was that I finally decided that I wanted to buy a new graphics card. And mm-hmm. uh, the reason why, for that is because I finally have the money for it. And uh, soon I won't have the money for it because uh, since the last podcast, uh, we have been let go from my job. Ah, I, I remember that. Yeah, that was, it wasn't great. So uh, I can't get into specifics about it. But the long and short of it was that our department... Uh, we, uh, so in case, uh, you don't remember a quick recap, I got hired back to a company that I used to work for. The company had been run uh, very poorly. And so, Mm uh, uh, we had, we were in a situation where it was either, oh, we're going to, uh, like shut the company down or, um, not, um, uh, and so we ended up getting bu- uh, bought by a, a different company. Um, th- and that company uh, thought that we were going to be making a lot more money than uh, we originally were. Because like when you buy a company, you also buy all of their 
their clients and, sh- and stuff. But because of all right, the right. stuff that had been going on, a lot of these clients were like, eh, nah, nah, we don't, nah, we're going to look somewhere else, which, you know, is understandable. Um, there was also a, a bunch of stuff like behind the scenes that uh, I legally can't get into, but stuff wasn't great. Yeah. So uh, they decided that uh, they were just losing money by having us hired. So they eventually just went, nah, you know what? No, uh, we're going to have to let everyone in this office go. Which, you know, like it, 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 it sucks. I have uh, always, uh, and I know you, uh, you especially know this, that I've always referred to the finish line, which was when... Um, like when I uh, when I quit my job at an underscript video game retailer, um, I uh, my, my my finish line was I'm gonna go and I'm gonna get an education and I'm gonna get a job within that educa- uh, within that field that I can uh, enjoy showing up to. And so uh, when I initially got uh, the first job, I wasn't I, I was only technically there for my, like my trial period and then I got uh, let go. And then I was like, oh, okay, so I still haven't passed that finish line. And I was really bummed mm-hmm. by that because, you know, like this was a multi-year long journey on trying uh, on having a single goal. And then once you thought that you had reached it, you were suddenly like thrown back over the finish line. So, um, so that really hurt. But this time uh, I'm not as like hurt as I was before because mm-hmm. I realized that like, no matter what happened, I did cross the finish line. I I I was working here for like five or six months, and like I I did get to 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 realize that dream of you know getting that uh, the big reward at the end, which was a job. And yes, I got let go, but that's the case for a lot of people that once you enter a job, sometimes you just get let go or fired or something like that. And you and that mm-hmm. shouldn't invalidate the stuff that you have accomplished. Um, and I'm sat here going, you know what? I still had like five or six great months. This has been fun. I got to hang out with some amazing people doing some amazing tasks. I learned a lot about myself personally and professionally. And, like, the last time I was, like, without a job, I I was headhunted by three different companies. And I have only gotten better since then. So, like, I'm not worried about finding a different job. But the way that I I explained it to to Alice was that every... uh, If a game has... Like, if a fighting game has a touch of death, like, if that is a possibility then it's the biggest goal for every fighting game player to to hit that during a fight at some point. Mm-hmm. Because it's this big pop-off, this big show, this big thing that you can only do by taking everything that you have learned and put it into this one thing, this big explosion of see what I have reached, see what I have become. And... Me getting this job was my touch of death. Was me like reaching this this moment where look at everything I have become. And now that I have finally done my touch of death, which I've also managed to do in a fighting game, there's a video of that. Um, <laughs> uh, 
w- once you have accomplished that, you start being able to go, all right, now I can calm down a little bit. Now I don't have to aim for this big explosive thing. Now I just have to work on my fundamentals. Now I just have to work on finding a job that I want to show up for, that I'm happy to do the the tasks for. It doesn't have to be the fucking perfect 10 out of 10 nugget out of the park thing. I just have to be content. I don't even have to be like, obviously I would like to be challenged, but I don't really even need that as much anymore because I like... I can do that on my own time. So, uh, yeah, um, it sucks, but it's not the end of the world. Um, but speaking of jobs, you <laughs> have had some old, uh, some some job stuff on your own. <laughs> I love that. That's that's the point where you segue it. Because here I was going to compliment you on your entirely mature self-actualization that you went through. That's the kind of shit you only get in your, like, 60s in America. Because we're kind of, you know, constantly fed the lie that, oh, you need to aim for job security. You need to, like, you need to go for a job and work for 50 years and have that. Because we'll totally give that to you. Like, that's a viable option. And no, that's not anymore. Not for us. But... Uh, like but I, first of all, I am genuinely proud and like happy that you're like you've like matured. You've like gone through this goddamn hell, and now you're out the other side, wiser and stronger, better than you ever were before. Uh, me, on the other hand, I've, I'm kind of just going through the motions. Like I'm not really like salty or anything at this at this point in time because I mentioned this. A while, like a while back, when I when I was in that do or die situation to uh, either work on this endless overtime, but I, but I pay off my student loans or I pass out from super COVID or whatever the fuck that was. <laughs> but like when I was doing that, and I finally paid off my debt, and it kind of took two years to stop riding the high, but. Now that I'm now that I've finally got that over and now I'm not like so constantly stressed and worried about where I'm going to go, what I'm going to do, how I'm going to make money, how am I going to pay this off? It's kind of just I'm in that same boat right now where right now I'm just trying to find a new job. Uh all of last month, uh I got actually got lucky, believe it or not, cuz when I called it off, I originally wasn't going to have that month of June, but like for a last minute I got like an, an a last minute extension to uh work at that one place for June. So that was nice. Oh. But I still was looking for jobs at the same time. Oh. So and now like because I have my roommate beside me, uh now like now when I'm looking for jobs, I'm just sliding in their application on a separate window. So we're both applying to the same shit on the off chance one of us gets a job. Oh. So that's nice. That's yeah. cool. And I'm sitting here and I'm like thinking about like how I went to college to be like an IT because that's something that my parents always wanted me to do. And I realize like something about myself, I will always put things I want to do in the back burner because I've just kind of like went through my entire life like that. Hmm. Like, uh, like I'm, I'm kind of like I always thought like being selfish or being 
just having fun is a bad thing if it's at the expense of somebody else. But then it just got to a point where now that like I've paid off my student debt, I've done everything I need to, and no matter what I've done, I'm still kind of at the bottom. Now I can just go wherever the fuck I want. Yeah. Like, I don't have this weight over my head anymore. I don't have this, like, realization, like, if I don't get this, I'm worthless. Because now I'm just like, you know what? I paid it off. I had a... I went through a job. They took advantage of me for a bit. I took advantage of them, give and take. I'm probably just going to do that for the next couple jobs I get. And I'm just going to keep jumping between job to jobs. So, I don't know. As this was going on, I realized maybe... Maybe you should give that creative shit a, a try again, because yeah. I, because like I, I, I keep I, I keep trying to join things or start things, but I always stop them because I'm like, oh, you know, I could do that, but maybe, but getting a job is more important. Getting, like, do like do putting in your hours is more important, yeah. and I realize no, it's not. It really fucking isn't. Like, getting to that finishing line, having that finishing line, having that thing that, where you just feel fulfilled by doing an action, that's actually what's most important. Yeah. It's funny, I, had, I actually had the same conversation with Emily, like, a long-ass time ago. And she, like, uh, she, was, she was really stressed out because she had, like, a billion things to do. When, does she, when doesn't she have a billion things yeah. to do? Yeah. <laughs> But that's like, that's neither here nor there. She was doing all these things, and she couldn't decide what to do, what she wanted to do first. And my gut reaction was to tell her, well, do the thing that's due sooner. Because the sooner you get that done, the sooner you get it off your plate, the sooner you do all of this. And she just said something that was just so profound. It was just, yeah, but I want to do work that's fulfilling. So... I'm not going to do it if it's not fulfilling. And I'm like, but, <laughs> galaxy brain. <laughs> oh yeah. It's something so simple, but I'm like, you know what? No, that, no, she, that bitch was right. Holy shit. Like, and, and now that I'm at this point where I'm like, you know, I actually got no, I have no fucking, like required I don't have the sword of Damocles all over my neck anymore. I don't got like this weight. I'm not carrying this weight. Now that I did everything I was supposed to do, I got nothing fulfilling to do. And now I'm like, shit. So now I'm just trying to find uh things that I want to do now, which is fun. Uh at the moment, one of those things uh actually, maybe uh, like I always tell you, I'm doing my D and D stuff. Where I, it has been wonder for like creative writing and stuff. Cause that's like, when you when you learn to improvise and do sh and write on the fly and just have fun and make things make sense, that's just a great old joy. Hmm. But another thing that I can probably like segue into, uh, one of those things that could be fulfilling is I finally, finally relented. And, uh, can somebody do the copy pasta? Because I don't know it. But uh, I installed uh, Final Fantasy. Uh, 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 <laughs> do it. Uh, hold on, hold on. I, I want to do it because it's a, it's a fucking, it's, it's a memorable uh, occasion. 
Did you know that the critically acclaimed MMORPG Final Fantasy XIV has a free trial and includes the entirety of A Realm Reborn and the award-winning Heavensward expansion up to level 60 with no restrictions on playtime? Sign up and enjoy your sense today at secure.squareenix.com slash account slash app slash svc slash ffx xiv register question mark ing equal en dash gb. <sighs> you did it! So it was like a, I did it. So as a show of goodwill from my roomie for letting them live here and helping to and them helping to pay for like the bills and the water, they finally what race? I'm, I'm gonna get to it. So they they buy me the launcher and they get me some extra things and now I am going through my free trial of Final Fantasy fourteen. I am only at level 15. I'm just about to start the uh, skill quest to get meditation because I am a monk. I am okay. I'm playing as a male uh, mountain Rodigan, and my friend who's leading me around is a Lalafell. And it is, and we're just having a good time going through as they're showing me the ropes. Because whenever I play, they're in the other room, and they're just walking me through, getting me used to the game. Hmm. You, not the Lala. <laughs> well, uh, and I, I think that, uh, just to pat myself on the back, uh, I put it pretty good. That now, that now you guys are basically this game's version of uh, Wedge and Biggs. Yes. <laughs> the, it, it, it's, it, I will admit, it's very fun. I, I am in those in like beginning cutscenes where everything is your standard MMO fare. Like, oh, there's a goddamn, there's a goddamn spoiled rich kid who and this really cool suave human guy. I was in, I was in like the Skyrim carriage with these two elves who yeah, yeah. don't say anything, but I'm pretty sure they're important. Uh. There was this Lalafell who was a part of like the Sand Bandit guys, and he was trying to be a good boy, but nobody believes him. But he ends up becoming a captain because they beat the shit out of his superior. And like you know, I'm I'm just going through the story quests, doing your menial shit. So I haven't done, I haven't seen any of the mind blowing shit yet. Hmm. But it, it's fun. I'm getting used to it. The monk is a very fun class to play. I will admit. Like, holy shit. It is very simple right now. Uh, I've, I've only got, like, my my, my little basic rotation of, like, uh, like boot shine, true strike, and snap punch, and just keep repeating that ad infinitum. Uh, I, but I, I did see, I, I did watch a video of, like, the skills, and I know how fucking complicated this shit gets. Uh, I, I think it is um, important to note that you are... Um... You are not a monk yet. You are. I am a sorry, a pugilist. You are a pugilist, yeah. Like that always confuses me because, like, there. I don't think there's any other subclasses under pugilist. Like, you go, go. You just go from pugilist straight to monk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's and I become like a monk with, at level fifty. With how Lancer goes into dragoon. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't know. Like th that classification just like bothers me because I'm like I'm expecting. Oh, is there like a different thing from monk? No, it's just it's just monk. Yeah. 
if like I want to like I want there to be like I don't know pirate or some shit like uh, some other or boxer or like uh capoeira or some shit like that. But no, it's just it's just uh it's just a pugilist monk. Which you know what? Fine, I I will get there at level fifty. I, I'm just saying it's just I am trying to get used to everything. Uh, I'm playing with controller at the moment because my oh. roomie plays with controller. How but I'm also that? like, it's um it's, honestly, uh, because I tried this at the same. I'm playing this. I'm playing this on my computer, so I do switch from the two from time to time. Oh, yeah. But it's just really hard to just like uh, get that muscle memory to uh, target people oh, okay. because. Because like, because uh, like, I have to click A to I have to face the direction of the enemy I'm trying to hit. I have to press A to target that one specifically, and then I have to press the right trigger to to start accessing my skills, and then now you press the corresponding button. It's a lot more complicated than like I'm making it. Oh, sorry, it's a lot easier than what I'm making it sound. Hmm. But it's still like just something I gotta get used to. Right. But like, uh, no, she like uh, showed me because her main character is a Rodigan uh, dragoon. And like she showed me how like how to set up macros and shit, and it it's actually really intuitive. It's just me trying to like get used to the like, damn thing that's like a learning curve. Yeah. The well, only one that doesn't do that the whole Arcanist Scholar Summoner. Really? Yeah. Huh. Ar Arcanist uh, goes into uh, to sell. Uh, scholar and Summoner are kind of unique because if you level up Summoner. You also level up Scholar. So if you want to level up a healer, but don't want to like level up a healer because uh, it like it's not fun to do that on your own, then you can just play mm. a summoner and you automatically level up a Scholar. And that's what I did. But the problem with that is that now I don't know any fucking thing about my Scholar. So when I'm in a dungeon and I have to heal, I'm like, I wonder what this button does. <laughs> Which uh, has gotten Ellis and Sebastian killed more than once. Yeah, uh, it, I, I find it's important to, when you're playing a support, you know what your supports do. Yeah. <laughs> but it's fine. It's fine, because, like, because I, I, cause they, uh, I was, ex I was, uh, they explained to me the, um, the, like, the, the class change system and how, like, after you get to a certain point, you can just like revert back to level one, start from like a conjurer, and then go to like white mage. Because that was the thing I mentioned of doing. I wanted to be like a monk sometimes, and then like a white mage other times. Because I also like being a, I like being a support. I like having my friends' lives in my hands. Plus, I'm a D. Uh, plus white mage. I'm a DK and everything. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, I, wait, I, I'm a, I'm a DK is Dark Knight, right? Yes. Okay, I'm trying. I'm trying to learn. But yes, I just, I just never die. <laughs> it, it's so fucking fun. Uh, after I started doing the whole berserk video thing, I, just, I, I and I found out that hey, guess what? Dark Knight is just one to one uh, guts. I was like, it can't be. Surely, it, and then I played it, and yes. <laughs> if you really think about it, he really is. They're really just guts, cause it's just hey, like like guts just you, you. His his superpower is being a normal guy who's being who's too angry to fucking die. Yeah, he just doesn't. That is his power. He is an unstoppable force. 
Yeah, and there's several story beats in the in the uh, Dark Knight quest line that are uh, various different story beats from Berserk, like oh, fight religion and deal with the anger inside of you and stuff like that. It it, it it's it's cute. Um, cute indeed. Yeah, but uh, yeah, welcome to the magical world of Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, I do hope that you stick with it because I'm sure that your roommate has also told you this because it's kind of a meme at this point. But it's a Realm Reborn, which is the beginning, that is the weakest part. Well, it's there's some people who actually really love it, but it is typically considered to be the weakest part of, of Final Fantasy XIV. Um, I do think that you, of all people, are actually going to enjoy it somewhat because mm-hmm. it it hits the same note that um, that One Piece does. Uh, I'm kind of oh, tailoring yeah. this pitch specifically to you in that <laughs> um, all of A Realm Reborn, well, 90% of A Realm Reborn is in the same boat as One Piece where it's just set up. It's oh, ju- yeah. It's just... We are now here, and we are introducing these aspects of the world. Hey, primals are this, and they can do that. Over here, hey, this is the political climate here. And there's, yes, there's uh, there's conclusions to each of these little story beats, but then once you hit the last, like, 10%, it's, yeah. it does that thing that I have been told that uh, One Piece does, where, hey, remember... All of those things that you just learned, yeah, now all of those things are coming together to a much greater whole, and what you thought you knew isn't fucking shit, my guy. Oh yeah, definitely. I see 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 like that that I I knew I was gonna be a part of this. I like I'm not like bored by like the, the story or anything. Like I know Good. that I'm I'm in for some shit. I've I've caught up to one piece. I've seen your reaction when you told me, hey, uh, this Kaido motherfucker, is he the guy we're doing right now? And I'm like, yeah. Like, that's 20 fucking years! And I'm like, yeah. What of it? Yeah. That's basically, that's basically what I'm, yeah. That's what I'm expecting out of, like, Final Fantasy fourteen. It's like the main story doesn't really kick off until two-thirds through the second expansion, which I can believe, and I, I don't honestly see that as an issue. Uh, I I don't mind setup. I think setup is good as long as it gets paid off. And from what I've been told, uh, shit gets paid off. It, it it gets paid with interest. I remember when we were at the. So uh, again, I'm I'm sure that your roommate is has either already told you this or is going to tell you this. But what may, but what makes um, uh, Final Fantasy XIV a little interesting is that uh, once you beat. Uh, one expansion or the base game for that matter. Uh, mm-hmm. You're not done, in uh, because uh, let's say that you get to Heaven's Ward. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you beat the main campaign, the credits roll, uh, and uh, for for um for the base game, and now you're at the uh, once the credits roll, you're now getting a story where you wrap up. Um, the remaining of the base game to an even bigger climax. 
And after that, it then goes into the beginning of Heavensward. And then mm-hmm. you actually get to Heavensward. And then you beat Heavensward. And then it's the same thing again. Then you uh, then you beat the big baddie of, of Heavensward. And then there's and then you're ending Heavensward with an even bigger big baddie and then you go into Stormblood. So it so just because like you reach the end of what was the base game, they typically patch in um uh stories that are that are continuing the story uh but making it more like it, it, like more of a finale if that makes any sense. No, I understand. It's like it, it, it... It's kind of like bringing back the One Piece example. Like you're basically, it's basically just arcs. Like, yeah. like, like, uh, if you if, like want to think about it, the uh, realm, of, well, realm reborn is just the East Blue. The fucking Heaven's Word is like the first half of the Grand Line. Then Stormblood is the second half of the Grand Line, and then we go. And then like the one after is like the time skip, and then you know you can make those call, you can make those like comparisons. Yeah. Giant chunks of sagas that are really fucking cool. Uh, I think that um, that A Realm Reborn is essentially um, what is it fucking called? The one where uh, they're at the where the boat is is done and they're in uh, in this harbor city where they're trying to get it fixed and Usopp and Luffy are coming to blows. Uh, oh yeah. What, what 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 is that place called? Water 7. Water 7. All right. So, Realm Reborn is Water 7. And mm. and and Realm Reborn post con uh, like the, the after the credits is Enos Lobby. Uh, Enos Lobby. Thank you. No, that that, that makes perfect sense. I can believe that. Uh, <laughs> so so uh yeah, um it again I think you, in particular, you're not going to have a problem with it. I was a little... Like, when I was initially playing it, uh, I didn't follow the plot until, like, level 40 or something. Uh, and mm-hmm. then I... Because uh, I was like, oh, it's an MMO. How? Because I had been primed from World of Warcraft. So I was like, it's it's an MMO. What the fuck does the story matter? And I basically had to refer to Alice and Sebastian, like, okay, what is actually going on now? But then, like, there was this moment... And I'm not gonna get into what it was, but where like things started coming together, I'm like, wait, hold on, I'm actually kind of interested in this. And I was like reading up on the wiki, like what had happened up till now. So I, so I'm in the camp where I was actually ready to just like throw the game away because I wasn't that interested in it. But mm-hmm. you and I have had several podcast episodes where we have talked about this whole thing of like. Uh, perceiving a media the wrong way and what I was doing was that I was perceiving this as like just another dumb MMO where the story didn't matter and I'm also the kind of person that like I I do appreciate long setups but I kind of need like it needs to be done in a super hyper specific way where I also get like a lot of payoffs <laughs> as as we go and then just get even bigger payoffs later and I didn't oh, know yeah. that that was where we were. And I didn't feel like we got that many payoffs of a Final Fantasy XIV, at least in Realm Reborn. But then mm-hmm. once we reached um, the end of, of Realm Reborn, I was like, okay, okay. I am invested now. 
So, yeah. uh, so I, I, I can attest to the whole thing that some uh, that uh, people are probably gonna like jump out during a Brum Reborn, but it is if you stick with it and you get to Heaven's Ward, where again the 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 One Piece analogy where you said to me if you don't like Idris Abbey, uh, then uh, you're not gonna like like One Piece. This is this is prime One Piece. If you don't yes, like basically. Heaven, if you don't like Heaven's Ward. Then you're not gonna like Final Fantasy fourteen. Okay, that 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 is that is the thing I needed to hear. So I mean, so if Heaven's Ward doesn't meet my, I don't even think it has to meet my expectations. It's just I got a vibe with it, and I'm pretty sure I am considering like I, I got I got a feeling in my gut I'm gonna enjoy my time with it. I just gotta get to Heaven's Ward. Hmm. Uh, and you can really feel that that Heaven's War was where they really came into their own because um, you're probably also going to realize this. Uh, several voice actors just straight up fucking change. <laughs> the, the the dude who voices Elfino, one of those elf children you were mentioning before, is the same dude who voices uh, Viral in, in Grun Lagan for you right now. He changes into like a wimpy British sounding guy. <laughs> <sighs> wow, okay. <laughs> Does it fit? Yeah, it fits much better oh than Beryl. <laughs> oh my god. Call us in to join you for dungeons and trials and stuff. Okay, don't yeah. worry. What like like uh, once once I got like my feet sufficiently wet, like uh like and once like I've I feel comfortable enough that I've got on my own in my in, on my monk boy. Like I'm gonna hit you guys up for some team die riser shenanigans. Oh, you, I just need to catch up at my own pace first. Is what I ask. Of of, of course, of course. But uh, yeah. I think you know as well enough to know that we are by no stretch of the imagination any sort of elites. We will happily take all the time that you need to get into the swing of things, and we will also give you all the cool roles in case you need it. Which reminds me that I have a prayer for you, and I talked with Alice about this for oh. Stormblood. I want, yeah, so that is after Heaven's Ward. Okay. I need you to have a tank. A tank. It can be a warrior, okay. it can be a dark knight, it can be a paladin. The choice is 100, uh, or a gunbreaker, in case you want, like, a gunblade. Um, <laughs> the, the choice is entirely up to you, but there is... One thing that happens in in Stormblood, where I need you to be a tank. Uh, Okie dokie. Oh, yeah, we need to be there for you for that. You yeah. can't do this alone. We have to be there with you while you're doing. It. Oh, of course. No, I, actually. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I need. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we need to be there because I need to record it <laughs> for my own oh, no. pleasure. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. No, that's. Totally fine and doable. I was actually going to mention this, like, um, uh, just just rewind the conversation back to like the jobs and things that we were finding fulfilling. Um, one of the things I've done to like kind of ensure myself to be like, okay, I'm gonna dedicate myself to doing something, uh, you know, creative and original. Uh, bit of a long story, but I have a friend who's been trying to get her. Uh, like boyfriend from Denmark to move to Canada 
and they've been run and they've been running like this uh GoFundMe for like I want to say like three years now, and they're like only two hundred dollars from the goal, and wouldn't you know it? Uh, I saw that, and I'm like, yo, what do you sell for $200? And they told me, oh, well, the thing I have for that, if you're not going to buy a bunch of things piecemeal, is like, I do have this streamer package where I'll make you all these things to start your streaming career, to like, like have like an overlay and like notifications and emotes. And I'm like, I bet. So, by the time I get the Stormblood, that streamer package is probably going to be mostly on its way. So, I'm definitely going to start streaming that when I get there. Good. So, you will have it recorded. Well, no, we also have to be there. You will be there, don't worry. <laughs> well, we'll stream it, we'll stream it, we'll, we'll like, uh, host each other's streams. I don't know how Twitch works, but I'll figure it out. But I, I, I will glad you hold your hand. Because I don't have a job anymore. What the fuck else am I going to do? Um, I mean, same. I'm in the same fucking <laughs> boat. Um, but yeah, I, I want you to, once we're done with this podcast, I want you to tell your roommate, hey, the guy I host the, uh, the podcast with told me to uh, be a tank for a thing in Stormblood. And just see her reaction. Make sure that she doesn't tell you, uh, they don't tell you what it is. But just, you know, Gauge their reaction. Oh, I could do that right now. Give me a second. Okay. Hey, Dizzy. My friend who is hosting the podcast says he wants me to be a tank for something in Stormblood. Oh. Yeah. A very specific thing in Stormblood. He says a very specific thing in Stormblood. That That only a tank can do. That only a tank can do. <sighs> Disappointed! Uh, tell, just wake them up. T- okay, tell tell them that I will revel in in the moment. Okay. He's saying he will revel in the moment. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay, I'll take your word for it. I am being a coy bastard right now, but when I when I so when I told Alice that you had started like Final Fantasy fourteen, I immediately went, "Oh, we need Cloudy to do this thing," and they uh, and Alice was like, "Well, fucking duh." That the the reaction we got where it's like oh I'm like oh my god I'm in for some shit oh yeah (laughs) oh I can't all right all right um once I get once I once I finish like my uh, a realm reborn I'm gonna and like get my monk to the boy I want him to be at I'm gonna start working on a I'm gonna look through the tanks and see what's uh, called out to me. And then I'll let you know. Uh, I, I, again, I, I want you to remember that um, there there are things that uh, makes this easier for you. If you reach... Oh, I, okay, I don't recall the levels at the top of my head. But uh, Dark Knight and Gunbreaker are both tanks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you uh, Once you reach a certain level, you'll be able to pick those classes up. Without having, you know, to have a Maraud or anything. You can just, like, pick them up. And they will start at, I think, level 30. 
Mm-hmm. So you will already have like 30 levels like done. Ooh, perfect. So like that that will be like that's why I p- initially picked Gunbreaker just because I'm not gonna fucking level up with the fucking tank. Are you fucking crazy? Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, just just fuck you enough. But uh, as you can probably tell, I'm big excited for for this because I can honestly and and it's so fucking wild because like I ca- unfortunately kind of earned myself like the rep of being the guy who hated Final Fantasy. Um, I can, without a doubt now, say that Final Fantasy XIV is one of my all-time favorite games. I have so many fucking memories of that. When we reached, like, the end of Endwalker, I had a fuck... Like, I had to... Like, I needed to fucking, like, just have, a, like, a real talk with Alice and Sebastian and just, like, talk, uh, thank them for, for, like, having the experience with me. Because there's so much in that game that has just, like, changed my entire outlook on on writing and, and, and fiction as a whole. It it's to the point where and I think I tweeted about this. Final Fantasy 14 made it so that I like other Final Fantasy games now. Crazy, huh? Yeah. Although like although like you hear like Final Fantasy 14 like just references like everything at some point. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. that's fine. And also, like Alice says, worth keeping in mind, uh, Final Fantasy XIV is a much more casual MMO than other ones, too. It's pretty easy and uh, not all too time-consuming to get a new class up to current gear level and all. There's not much of an endless gear creep. Yeah. Uh, In fact, they once interviewed uh, Yoshi P, the uh, director of the game, and he was like, yeah, we don't want to make it so that you have to fucking, like, slave away all of your waking hours just to get like the best loot or or levels or anything because we want people to jump in, have fun with the game and then like have fun with uh, and then like log off the game and spend time with the families and friends. Uh you can with- tell that like Yoshi P's played MMOs in the past and he yeah. knows. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he uh, has been there. And- and uh, it does have a hardcore rating scene, but it's kind of behind closed doors and you won't stumble on it without looking for it. It has very little reward for doing so, really. If you're not a sweaty tryhard, you won't be missing out on, like, anything. Uh, th- Good to know. Yeah, like, it, you can you can pick up a raid and go for the extreme version, and, may, and the bosses will maybe sometimes have different faces, different uh, unique animations, and sometimes the music is going to be kicked up a notch, which, if you like the music as much as i do you're like okay maybe i should check out the extreme just to so i can hear it but then you find it on spotify oh. and it's like ah, who cares <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like it, it is not sweaty at all uh you have probably already noticed just how much crazy experience you get just from doing the fucking story uh it's not like that whole thing that world of warcraft has where it's like go to literally every quest on the map and do them and back to fucking God that you are high enough level so you can go to the next zone and do the same shit all over again. Okay, so there was like a thing I've always been curious about uh, for Final Fantasy XIV. Because hmm. I, I feel like the game is kind of designed for this thing. Like, has any has there been like any reward or anything for like a, one character to have like maxed out in every single job? Is there like a special story thing for that or no? Yes. Um to okay. a point. 
in uh, so in uh, Shadowbringers, I, I, I'm, I'm going to keep it a little vague because it's actually mm-hmm. pretty cool. But in, in Shadowbringers, you will get uh, different trainers depending on what job you have. So, like, are you a ranged DPS? Are you a tank? Are you a healer? Are you a melee D- DPS? If you uh, and you can and as you like gain levels, you will unlock more and more quests with these guys. If you fi- if you finish a quest line with them, meaning that you reach like the maximum level. Uh, you will get access to special equipment, which is, you know, like that's incentive enough in itself. But if you do every um, uh, every quest line of these, which again, then you will have to have a tank at max level, a ranged DPS at max level, a healer at max level at the time, uh, and all these things, then you will, uh, then uh, uh, separate quests will be available. And it's one that kind of uh, like puts an entire different spotlight on stuff in the main story, and it's actually a very cool revelation. Um, uh, and there's also uh, achievements. The game has a lot of achievements, and sometimes if you do an achievement, you just straight up get like mounts or titles or glamour uh, stuff like that. So there are indeed rewards, but in case of story. Uh, the Shadowbringers one have one, uh, is the only one that I know, but to be fair, I think it is also hard to get anything that reaches that point. Uh, okay, no, that's that's just what I was curious about because I'm like, I, like usually when I'm in the when I'm in the game, it's hard for me to get immersed in just a story because I always like also imagine like I look at game decisions and game design and like what. What like th- th- there's an opportunity for something cool to happen? Now that was just like nudging at the back of my head. The more I was like getting into my monk, it's like there's. I wonder what would happen if somebody was crazy enough to be a level ninety fucking everything. Uh, like, and it's good to know that there's like, different. yeah, like like a, like an f- insane person. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I I like what I just described is having a level eight. So it's eighty for Shadowbringers. Having a level eighty mm-hmm. of every like job type, not every mm-hmm. job. I don't know if there's anything for for every job. Um, okay, but still, job type is still it's still something that I was yeah. expecting, which I think is really cool. Um, Roll quest more ingrained with the primary plot induced with the third expansion. For its class-specific quest lines, that's their own self-contained title, t- little things. There is Amaro the Amaro okay. mount. Okay, Amaro? So mount. Um, I'm gonna look up what an Amaro is. Sure. Um, uh, what was it? There was something that I wanted to. Ooh, feather dragon. Oh, that's fuck! I, I I had something cool that I wanted to talk about, but now it's gone. Uh, well, uh, we were talking about uh, Final Fantasy fourteen rating Shadowbringers, uh, Stormblood. I think with how much the game design with fourteen respects the player's time and work, it wouldn't it won't offer major locked away big things behind insane grinds like that. Rewards for your effort, sure, but no major bits of content. Okay, that that yeah, that's around the thing I was like hoping for. That like there, there's something that would only be valuable to somebody who wanted to grind it out but it wouldn't be like 
a major thing. It's just a, a neat little trinket. Here you go. It, it, Which I think is fine. Yeah, it, it will be like what DLC was originally intended to be. Not a slice of the cake, but a slice of another cake. So it's like, yeah, adds on top. Not You don't miss out on anything, but there's a little bit of extra spice over here in case you need it. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, also, um, the advice I got from Sebastian it was pretty good. So I'm going to uh, convey it to you. Uh, wait until you're done with A Realm Reborn to pick up a, a gatherer or crafter job. Uh, which ones uh which ones are gatherer or crafter jobs? Oh uh, fuck. Uh that is a miner, uh a fucking lumberjack, um alchemist, chef, fisherman, what like it, like all those things. Uh <laughs> advice we both thoroughly ignored. Yes, but I wish I hadn't <laughs> because uh, that is just going to drain your fucking like it, it it's going to take all your time. It is dumb, weird, like it is dumb in depth and dumb confusing at first, but it will fucking like steal all your time. Understood. And most you understood wanting to have one class of each role, like tank, healer, melee, ranged, and magic. And you won't need to worry about any of that till the third and fourth expansion. That aside, what uh, that aside, what classes you play is purely for funsies. The only difference between one tank and another is whatever you think is cool or fun. Oh, okay, real quick. Now I remember what it was that I wanted to say before. So remember how you were talking about like leveling up a, 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 a all of the different jobs. A yeah. thing that I don't think gets enough credit about Final Fantasy fourteen is that there are points in different side quests and story quests where you will go and you will have a talk with characters that are involved in other job quests so say that you're oh. so say that like you are a black mage uh, uh and you have uh, and you have like your black mage trainer or trainers in in, in black mage case uh at one point during the story you're just gonna go and you're uh to talk with the black mage trainer because oh you need to learn about like how black mages work or something for a plot thing if you if you have been a black mage the black mage trainer is gonna refer to you differently than if you have not done any job quests there if there's instances where a job quest has for example taken you to help a guy that you are then later gonna meet on your job uh, on your main quest or side quest or anything that person is gonna go oh hey jimmy thanks for saving me that one time or something like they like you actually doing the different things in all these different job quests is a thing that the writing reflects on as you go it's yes it is small little like nitpicky tidbits but it makes such a cool difference. Damn, a lot of like single player games don't get that right. That's right? impressive. Uh, yeah, it, it it was so funny because um like so the way that uh, we we would do it is that Sebastian was basically backseat gaming with Alice and I 
all the way up to Endwalker, where we were kind of like playing it together. Um, and uh, and so like every time there was like voice bubbles or something, I would be throwing on the stream and I would like read it aloud and do all the funny voices and all this stuff. And there would be several times where Alice or Sebastian would go, I didn't get that. Because they weren't, like, uh, for example, if you play as a Lancer slash Dragoon, you meet one of the uh, primary characters of Heavensward earlier, and you actually fight uh, this person. When when I met him during the story, he's like, oh, you, oh, you fucking bitch, I fucking, like, I will win our next fight or something like that. And Sebastian oh. and Alice, who who have never touched Dragoon or, or Lancer, go, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Funny how that all works. Yeah. So uh, that that's another cool little tidbit you get. It's again, it's super minor, but I just love that little attention to detail. I wonder if I get to meet that fucking merchant who gave me the good cushion the opening cutscene. Because like, I don't know I, if you I'm started as Monk. But... I did. Oh, what? Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. shit. I, I started as a pugilist, uh, went on to Monk, then went on to become a Lancer, then went on to become a Dragoon. Then I beat Heavensward as a Dragoon. Uh, and then I picked up Gunbreaker and beat Stormblood as Gunbreaker. And then I played... Red Mage or Summoner through Endwalker and through uh, uh, nonsense, Shadowbringers and for Endwalker I was playing as a Reaper Ooh. and, and I'm, no, the, I'm, looking... I'm, I'm the kind of like sad nerd who I'll, I'll be like making like little small role playing plot things in my head like my character is obviously a, a hot uh, black lady with short hair and so, like, there's points in, 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 in the game where it's like, oh, she wouldn't have had time to cut her hair. So I would, like, make her hair longer for, for that expansion or something like that. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to, like, figure... Fucking hell. I feel, I feel embarrassed because I'm doing the same fucking shit right now. Right? Because, like, my... Like, uh... I, 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 so I, I made my road again. Like he, like your typical. He looks like your typical edgy like Naruto character. Where like he's got like he's got the big like fuzzy hair. You can see like his one green eye, but like the other part of his hair covers his face. And there's like scratches and scars, and there's a blind eye under it. And like the, the idea is that like he looks all fucked up and intimidating, but he's really just the. the you know, a nice normal guy who got mauled by a bear and survived as a kid. And he just wants to, you know, go through about his life. And then there was like this one little side, this, this one little quest where you like give cookies to orphans. And I'm like, oh, that's exactly what this guy would do. <laughs> so now he's just like bumbling through the story, just being a nice guy. And there just seems to be a lot of assholes. He just wants to catch his hands like... Uh, sir, I, I need to ask you to stop doing this drug trade right now. No. Like, <laughs> well, I guess I'm going to have to beat your face in. Congrats, nerds. You're doing that every time you glamour your armor or something. Yeah. 
Like, uh, my friend has, like, a, her, her Rodigan, like, Dragoon's a fucking detective, so, fuck, I'll, 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 let me look at the glamours and see what I can make. Oh, 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 okay, so, when you, st- if you start streaming, if you have plans of yeah. streaming, I should probably phrase it like that, if you have plans on streaming Final Fantasy fourteen, Yeah. You need to, to wait with doing what is called the Hildebrand questline. Hildebrand. Hildebrand. You have to wait with doing that until you have your streamer kit. You need to stream okay. you doing that. There, okay. There's no ands, ifs, or buts about it. If you do that, people will come. That is terrifying, but I'll do it. I'll just I'll just write Hildebrand quest lining on Final Fantasy fourteen. What, what what was that? Sorry, then, my my thing kind of Hildebrand quest line. Hildebrand quest. No, he said. Okay, I'll I'll keep that in mind. Uh, I will hold off on that, and when I have my streamer kit ready, and I'm gonna be streaming for realsies, I will show everyone. I will go through that quest line, and I I I don't. I get, I'm, I'm more afraid of that than when you told me to pick a tank. So I'm like, what the fuck am I in for? You, so, uh, without getting... No, 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 don't even tell me anything about it. I'm just, that, that, that question was rhetorical. I'm okay. just like, okay, I'm gonna go in completely blind. Alright. Guarantee people will be there for that. That's terrifying, but okay. I'll yeah. take your word for it and not ask any clarification. Good. Um... I do want to. I do want to mention one more thing. Like yeah. fucking, you mentioned your class abilities, and they're literally all the ones I was thinking of trying out. And I'm like, God fucking damn it! I was gonna be a gunbreaker. That's why we're pros. We literally got the same taste of bullshit. It's so fucking wild because uh, when I, when I was playing Final Fantasy VIII, I always thought that Squall's gun blade was the dumbest fucking thing ever. I don't know what it, it is. is about. Gunbreakers in in fourteen, but they make it fucking work. The 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 way they make it work is that the gunbreakers are actually guns, and the and Leon's sword is not actually a gun. It is the trigger is there to shoot spells, but not really. Yeah, it, it is literally just aesthetics, and I'm like, bro, you you were so close. Yeah, I, I think in in fourteen, like they use the gun part to like enhance ma- the sword magically or something i like there's probably yeah. more stuff that you can f- figure out but uh i i didn't dive that much into it uh but uh it's fucking rad um and seeing that we're just like rubbing our dicks off to to 14 a thing that i fucking <laughs> love about 14 is how like you you were talking about gameplay and how you like yeah. to like look at the gameplay and analyze it I think that there's a thing that uh, that fourteen does that is so interesting that it that I I don't think it it has ever been replicated by any other uh, video game company uh, to the same extent, which is that uh, as you get new abilities um, and new mechanics for your class, it's going to change retroactively. How you're going to play that particular class. Ooh. What do I mean? So, 
the best example I can come up with is the class where I picked up on this, which is the Black Mage. And Black Mage is infamous for being super fucking confusing, and for good reasons. So, uh, <laughs> you obviously have your mana, and you have fire spells, and you have ice spells. When you fire off a fire spell, you go into fire mode, which makes all of your spells uh, hurt much more. And if you use your ice spells, you, uh, uh, you go into ice mode, and you recover ice uh, uh, mana much faster. All right. So obviously, I'm going to go into fire mode, and I'm going to bang, 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 and then I'm going to go into ice mode, and I'm going to uh, use that until I get full mana again, and I'm going to switch between the two. Cool. Mm-hmm. But then you, but then you uh, get further up, and now you, all of a sudden you get abilities where, oh, using this fire spell is going to drain all of my mana. Okay. Um, what the fuck? Uh, okay, so now I, I'm going to, like... Uh, it's gonna do the same amount of damage no matter how much mana I have in stock. Okay, so now I'm gonna go fire, 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 and then once I have very little mana left, I'm gonna use the big explosion uh, that takes all of my mana, uh, and and now this is my combo, and then I'm gonna switch into ice and then recover it. Alright, now I get the ability to switch between ice mode and fire mode without having to use a spell. Okay. Ooh. Uh, so, I don't really know what I need that for, but it's nice to have. Alright, then, later, you get a mechanic where if you are in a, in a certain, uh, if you don't do a, uh, so, when you go from fire to ice, you return to neutral once. Which means that, like, if you, mm-hmm. if you're fire and you use ice, you go to neutral, and then you have to use ice again, then you go into ice mode. And... Uh, you get a thing later where as long as you don't go to neutral, you will have this buff that allows you to use extra strong attacks. All right. So now I go fire, fire, fire. Oh, fuck. But now I'm out of mana. And I can, uh, but if I go to ice, I'm going to lose my buff. But wait. Earlier, I unlocked the thing that allows me to switch elements without having to use the element. So now I'm using that. So I, I maintain an element without returning to neutral. So I keep the buff up. And now I can use the ice magic to then like gain my mana back. And then I can like... like You see where I'm going, right? So what you're saying is a black mage is basically a ranged monk. I love him. Basically. Uh, but the thing oh, is... I, I'm that- gonna love this. So once you reach uh, level 30, you basically have like the, the, the main structure of your kit. Then you reach level 50, now, uh, now it introduces a new mechanic to you that makes it so that, oh, if you play by these rules, then, um, th- then you're playing well. Then once you reach level 60, it introduces new rules. Uh, well, at, on the path mm-hmm. to level 60, it introduces new rules. So now you have to play differently than you were up to level 50 and then it goes does that again with 70 80 and 90 so once you reach 90 you have this rotation in your head that you wouldn't even be able to fathom earlier but it all comes naturally because you realize that uh, oh the best rotation to get to where i need to be is is this rotation and that rotation keeps changing the further you come in it is 
fucking insane how well they do this. And they do this with every single fucking class. That's impressive. It's super like I, I noticed... I did notice that, because, like, I was going through, like, uh, like my monk, right? I was, like, looking through the skills, what I should keep my, in mind for. And I did notice, like, every single expansion, like, there was a new twist or new thing that changed exactly how the hell you were going to play. Yeah. So, like, the first 50 levels, you're on the same track. That's just baby mode. And then Heaven's Word gives you a new thing. And then Stormblood. And, then blah, 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 and I'm like, oh. And and oh uh, I I need, I need to stress how interesting this is because and I know that Drake is in the chat and he's probably going to correct me and I want to stress very early on that I, I wasn't very good at World of Warcraft straight up I I just wasn't uh, but the way that mm-hmm. m- my observation was for at least the classes that I was playing is that as you got better your your rotation didn't change as much as it just got longer so it would be one two three four. And then once you you reach a certain point, you would get one, two, three, four, five. Then you would get one, two, three, four, five, six. And then you would get one, two, three, four, mm. five, six, seven, eight. Yada yada yada. Um, and and so it's uh, and so the interesting thing about Final Fantasy fourteen is that it makes you go instead of going one, two, three, four, five, it will then go one, two, five, three, four. Like it will change the order around, which is enough to just like make it feel like completely different. And then, oh. as Alice brought up, uh, there's also uh, uh, global cooldowns, which is, uh, and non-global cooldowns, which means that if you're using an ability, it's automatically going to go into like a cooldown of any length. It can be like half a second or something. But the, uh, but you also have the abilities that you can use while other abilities are on cooldown, which makes it so that instead of like. In, in the base game, you're probably going to be like one, two, three, four, like in that pace. And then you're kind of going to be like waiting in between like, oh, I wish I could do something. But then once you get further in, you unlock these off global cooldown abilities that makes you go one, off global cooldown, two, three, off global cooldown, four. So now all of a sudden you're like, bam, bam, bam. Like you're just like doing a bunch of actions every second. Um, and... Uh, you were talking about Gunbreaker, and that one probably has my favorite example of this. Ooh. Because um, Gunbreaker, for some fucking reason, has like a five-action-long rotation. It is weird how oh. fucking long it is. But then, uh, once you reach, I think it's level 60, you get an ability called Extension. Which, <laughs> once you get it, you don't really know what it does at first, but it becomes once you have done uh, move one and two, you can click extension and get an off global cooldown hit in. Then you can go three extension, four extension, five extension, and then you, you get further in six extension. So instead of having like five, a five button like long list of things you're doing, you now have fucking ten things in one rotation and the and the thing is that it doesn't become like impossible to manage because half of those moves are just a single button so it it just becomes your character is just fucking swinging flipping and dipping and attacking <laughs> non-stop and it looks so fucking cool especially because like half of those moves are, are with like a slash and an explosion following it I can't believe you sold me on Gunbreaker because I'm like, ah, <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> Listen, my favorite thing is like, okay, I, I want to. I just want to mention it like straight up because I, I, I'm only level fifteen. I'm just getting my feet wet in like Final Fantasy fourteen. Mm. But the one thing I w I'm a little peeved of it is in the design is just like you know dealing with every skill being on a global cooldown. I know there's exceptions. I just got leg sweep, and I'm like, just just getting just getting a little pot shot in there. Is just brings a certain amount of dopamine, and here you are telling me, "Oh, Gunbreaker just lets you have that yeah. for free." Just, oh, just okay. Yeah, I guess I'm making a Gunbreaker for Stormblood. Jesus Christ! The 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 uh, the biggest gripe that Alice and I have had with Final Fantasy fourteen is that it is um like at the beginning. There's a lot of time where you are just like waiting until a move comes off cooldown. And even if that move mm -hmm. is only like on a second of cooldown, once you have done that enough, you, it's like that one second starts you feeling. You feel it. Yeah, you, you, feel you, you it really so, feel yeah. it. So once they start introducing these off global cooldown things, it becomes way more fun, way more engaging. And, uh, and like, Sure, some some classes have them more than others, but uh, but it really like starts adding to it. And once you also start getting like into the more complex things about like how to play your character, that also like kind of makes you forget about like that one second of cooldown because now you also have to process where am I in this long sequence of things that I have to do to unlock my big boom moves. <laughs> like, uh, Red Mage, for example. Uh, okay, wow, we are just fucking going at it. <laughs> Red yeah. Mage. Red Mage are fucking cool. They're, they're probably one of my favorite classes in the entire game because they're just people who went, they looked at Black Mages and went, bitch. They looked at White Mages and went, bitch. And then, and then they and then they looked at a sword fighter and went bitch. And then they took all of these three <laughs> uh, components and just combined it into one. So when you're playing as a white uh, a red mage, you can both use uh, black magic and white magic. And as yeah. you do, you fill up like either a white gauge or a black gauge. And if there's too much of a discrepancy between these, you do less damage. So you kind of want to be in balance. But the cool thing is that once uh, uh, that uh, once you have reached a certain threshold you can start using this uh, built up mana to enhance your sword moves so Ooh. if you if you max this thing out and you're playing a level 90 uh, red mage as me you 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 go from like exploding things left and right with lightning and time stop and swords uh, like flying magical swords and fire and all this shit and then you press a button and you're suddenly all up in your opponent's shit and you just start doing your melee combo, which is just like a bunch of Soro shit where you're just like swishing your fucking <laughs> rapier around like it's no, uh, like someone owes you money. And then if you manage to do that entire combo, you get to finish it off with, I think at level se uh, 70, a big explosion. At level 80, an even fucking bigger explosion. At level 85, guess what? Even bigger explosion. And then <laughs> at level 90, a big fucking Giga Drill Sword Thrust. And instead oh. of, like, replacing that explosion, you just <laughs> do that explosion after the others. 
So it's like one explosion, two explosion, three explosion, four explosion, and fuck you and instead. <laughs> oh yeah, and then just to make Red Mage even more interesting, every other spell they do is instant. So you go, oh okay, well what's the big deal? Well, you have a little shitty spell, a bolt, which is pretty fast, and then you have all your other spells with a which are pretty slow. Well. Mm-hmm. Then the game is basically telling you, go fuck my game up. Go be a cheap bitch. So what it tells you to do is, yeah, throw the little fast bolt off. And then you got an instant cast to this spell that was originally going to take five seconds to cast. Now you can just throw that instantly. Oh my god. That's a bit insane, I will admit. Holy shit. I, I am not fucking kidding. When I was playing Red Mage, I honestly thought I was breaking the game because of this. Because then I would just go, Bolt, super strong attack. Bolt, another super strong attack. And I would just like go one, two, one, two, one, two. Until I found out, oh, they want me to play like a bitch. <laughs> She's like, wait, am I cheating right now? Yeah, exactly. You're making it sound fucking free. Yeah. And you and also Red Mace is the dumb numbers. And you can resurrect and heal people. Because again, remember, they didn't just look at Black Mage and went bitch. They also looked at White Mage and went bitch. Oh my god. <laughs> Am I selling yes. you on Final Fantasy XIV, by the way? <laughs> listen, listen, my friend already bought the launcher, and I am I am committed to going at least to the end of Heaven's Word. Oh god, Red Red Rizzes are so good in a raid. Yeah, cause remember, if a normal white mage has to cast rest, they can uh, every uh, support class gets uh, an ability uh, that they can use, which has a pretty long cooldown that uh, basically just lets them rest, uh, like you, uh, instant cast any spell, and they typically use it for resurrection. Well, again, oh. Red Mage went bitch. And so, uh, you know that <laughs> thing I just mentioned before where every second uh, spell you cast is instant? Guess what that also applies to? Fucking resurrection. <laughs> you see the healer's down. He just walks over, slaps him, in the, slaps him on the ass. Get the fuck back up. Your job's not done. Yeah. Damn. It did not... No, that works for Rez as well. Fucking Red Mages. So I see they're they're playing on easy mode. Well, I love them. Well, again, they they are a little more complicated than than most classes. But once you're in the groove, it's so fucking interesting. Especially because it's a class where, like, normally if you are like a black mage, you want to keep your distance, yeah. and if you are like a monk, you want to be all up in the grill. Um, Red Mage is like, why not both? They're that little Mexican okay. child with the fucking tacos. Where, why not both? So, uh, half of the game you spend <laughs> on keeping your distance and throwing magic at the opponent. And then once your bar is up, you're like, hey, it's go time. And now all of a sudden, they got a rapier stuck through the pee hole. <laughs> oh my god. Did I mention that the way that it works is that... They, they, okay, so they have a rapier in one hand, and then they have, like, this little flying ball in the other hand. 
And so whenever they want to uh, like cast a spell, they basically just hold the rapier upside down like a staff and put the orb on top of it. And guess what? They have now effectively turned the rapier into a magic staff. <laughs> I don't need a staff here. I got one. Yeah. I'm just... I cannot begin to describe how much Red Mage is just fu- They are the fucking tool time of fucking <laughs> classes in, in fucking Final Fantasy. They're like, hey, I want that. Give it to me. And people went, that doesn't functioning work. And they're like, I don't care, bitch. I'm gonna make it work. <laughs> no, no, Red Mage. You can't just cast Firaga. Bitch, watch me. No, you can't just cast rest. Bitch, watch me. No, you can't just sword fight. Hey, guess what? Bitch, watch me. If anything, you've just sold me on how amazing the red page is. Jesus Christ. Oh my god. I forgot what that no blue mage comment was about. Um, uh, can you explain that real quick, what? Uh, so Okay, so Blue Mage is a weird fucking thing because it's a half class. It's not even, oh. like, accepted as a full class. It is like this cute, funny little ha-ha dumb thing that you can do as an aside where it, it can't, like, when you are signing up for a dungeon or something, you typically have to go DPS or tank or healer. Uh, but with uh, a blue mage can fulfill none of those. A blue mage is just someone that you tag along and let them s- sit in the corner and sniff glue. Um, <laughs> but did you ever play Final Fantasy VIII? Yes, I know. I know they like eat things and like steal enemy skills. Yeah, I, I, it, I know. It, it's yeah. it's basically the same thing here, including self destruct, by the way, which functions exactly how what you how you think it does. Uh, <laughs> Doesn't do enough damage to justify it. I. Hey, let me just kill myself for a little pinprick. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> uh, and then the rest of us are left going, oh goddamn! Now I have to fucking screw up this goddamn corpse. Um, so I don't know when it started, uh, but uh, we essentially started treating blue mages as a slur. Um, <laughs> Where, like, if you roll a blue mage, you essentially don't have any human rights. <laughs> wow. Like, okay, so in, so in terms of rights, it goes uh, guns, guns, women, mm-hmm. and, and blue mage. Blue mage. So blue mage has even less rights than women has, apparently. Okay, if if it put in American terms, it makes sense. Yeah, in American terms. That damn sucks to be a blue. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck they do. They just like take enemy skills. Are all are all enemy skills like that bad? Uh, um, I think it's more because like um, normally when you have like a character, you like you will combo from one thing into another, and. A blue mage is just like a mishmash of different abilities, none of which combos. I don't know, because I haven't touched blue mage, because... Ew! Um, but... Ew! <laughs> uh, but, appa- I, I, I don't know. Uh, apparently, if you want to get rich, there are apparently, like, 
extremely good at getting money, or at least uh, casino money. Which, by the way, go find the Golden Saucer, because yes, the Golden Saucer is in this game, and it is weirdly in-depth. Oh, oh god, it's you... not just betting on Chocobo races. Oh, no. Hey, do you remember Triple Triad? I remember You <laughs> Really? Do you want to play fucking Triple Triad? Because... Hey, oh, because once you unlock triple triad in the in the casino, it functions exactly like it does in Final Fantasy VIII, where oh no, the uh, the fucking sun is collapsing. Oh hey, yeah, triple triad. Yeah, I, I got a minute. Like you can fucking play people in the fucking world for the fucking cards, and uh, it, it's triple triad as you know it, complete with the theme and everything. That's they literally just slapped triple triad into the game. There's there's oh. a, there's a fucking railway shooter uh, in in that casino. There's a Ooh. fashion contest. There's a claw machine. There's jumping puzzles. There's races. There's all of these. Like you are not prepared. You can play fucking mahjong. You are not prepared for all of the fucking weirdly insane in depth stuff that this. That this 100% optional area has. Holy shit, the golden saucer. I, I heard things from my other, from like other friends who have played Final Fantasy XIV that their favorite thing is the golden saucer. It's a big old meme, and I'm like, you can't, oh, it's, probably, it's just a nice little nod to Final Fantasy VII. No, this is the first time I'm hearing they've got fucking triple triad! You can fucking play competitive in Triple Triad. You can play other people in Triple Triad. Not just NPCs. You can play other players in Triple Triad. Oh. Oh my god. You can become a fucking... Oh my god. Okay, you, you can be in your own... You, like, I'm thinking of immediately the, like, Battle City and Yu-Gi-Oh. Remember how uh, I was talking about, like, oh, I do these little roleplay things for my characters? In lore, yeah. my character, a big buff Amazonian Dragoon, is the biggest fucking triple triad nerd known to man. <laughs> oh my Christ. Uh, Alice Bosses writes, the thing <laughs> with Blue Mages is that it's not a real class. It's more like a fun side game you can play. They don't get any abilities normally. A bunch of enemies and bosses have special skills that the Blue Mage can learn or random chance when killing those enemies. It's like a big fancy solo side game to play. The slur comes from, uh, from seems a Blue Mage can't join a raid or dungeon normally with the auto matchmaker. They'll use the manual looking for group tool and clog up groups. So if you've got like a tank, a healer, DPS, and 12 blue mages like fat old dudes in a little kid pool. <laughs> oh yeah, and like, as Alice says, when you're doing dungeons or raids, and you go, hey, that boss was pretty cool, guess what? Sometimes they become a card. You know how fucking... Uh, uh, Final Fantasy XIV had a crossover with fucking uh, Nier Automata. Yeah. I have a 2B triple triad card. I... Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, that kind of blindsided me, not gonna lie. I don't Bruh. think... So, a, f a thing that I have realized about uh, Final Fantasy XIV is that nothing is done by half measures. If they decide, mm -hmm. hey, we, hey, we want fucking... Uh, triple tried in this game. They didn't just make it like a little ah ha ha funny thing that you can do in this one area. No, they fucking made it 
into a fucking thing in the game. Nothing is half-ass in 14. No. The, 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 both F stands for full ass. Uh, except blue mages, because even the devs hate those. Yeah. But again, <laughs> we don't talk about blue mages. I feel like in every game where blue mages exist, blue mages suck. It is strange to me. But I feel like if if that 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 I feel like that also restricts like you can't have like you can't have enemies have two cool abilities anymore because then a blue mage can steal it. Fucking Kina. That that's a thing from Final Fantasy Nine, right? It's a yeah yeah that's the uh, that's a chef lady I think. Oh god. Um. Yeah. But cloudy. Yeah. In case someone wants to tell us about why they think that blue mages should have rights. Or show us their uh, cool collection of Triple Triad cards. Where could they send us an email? Ah, glad you asked. If they want to send an email to us, they can send it to webcastrelief at gmail.com. So, if you want to just admit that you don't have any rights to, to being a human being... Uh, where, where can they expose themselves, Lhasa? Uh, to the Supreme Court of America, but failing that, uh, you can do so to webcastrelief at gmail.com. <laughs> okay, so we have had two questions that have been waiting since the start of June that I'm going to read out. Okay. Uh, first one is from Shane O'Brien, and they say, Dear Cloudy and Lhasa, first question in a long while. Yeah. Uh, first question. Which Anarchy Dreamers character are your favorites? He says mine is Cecilia and Devlin. And sorry to put you on the spot like that. Um, hold on, hold on. Sorry to put you on the spot. Sorry, guys. Which characters are your least favorite? And then there's a question, too. But uh, your favorite Anarchy Dreamers characters and least favorite Anarchy Dreamers characters. Um... Uh, like out of the main six, uh, you got good taste. I love Cecilia and Devlin. Uh, Crow is up there. I really like Crow's mom, and I will not explain why I love Cynthia, but I do. Uh, <clears throat> uh least favorite. While I'm thinking of that, Lhasa, you think of your favorite Anarchy Dreamers characters real quick. Uh, Devlin or Tadge. There you go. Tig. Oh, I don't fucking care. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, actually, no, that's actually kind of funny because, like, uh, Emily got into some, like, TikTok drama because of that. What? Because, yeah, okay. So, uh, first off, uh, I, I'm just convinced that people who try to call you like say the things you're doing are racist or super massive racist themselves or children but um she made a funny little comic it, it's basically like a college humor joke from like te like five years ago of how how a lot of it like irish kids have like really unpronounceable names hmm. like uh like there's there's a rot uh rossin there's tig there's uh, Anya, uh, and then there's Tabitha. Tabitha with the only quote-unquote normal name. Yeah. Now, Emily's told me 
like I, I, I like she told me I, she's probably like changed the story at this point, but she has like a actual specific reason why the names are unpronounceable aside from Tabby and why and like but aside from like lore reasons, like for just the fact that it's like Irish and like how like a lot of like uh Celtic or Gaelic names are just really fucking hard to say. It's just, you know, a funny quaint thing. And while even though it's hard to pronounce Taik, you once you hear it the first time it's hard it's hard to forget. But like she made a comic making like noticing how all of Tabby's siblings have hard to pronounce names. And she gets this little twee little shit that is just arguing with her constantly about how she's a racist and a bigot and a Nazi for talking about that. And I'm like, what the fuck are you on, bro? And I don't know what it Irish is. Irish race. Yeah. I don't know. Ask 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 England what they think about that. Oh but <laughs> but besides that, um, but no, like she, they're going back and forth about. I was like, dude, what the hell is your problem? And while she was making so many comments, TikTok saw that I was like, oh, this video is getting so many, so oh, much no. interactions. Let's start making it viral. So her silly little comic about like how these kids have like fun, hard to pronounce names like suddenly get viral now she has a bunch of weird people on it and she's like oh my fucking god I'm done with the internet and it's even funnier because like she got it one I looked at the video and there was like one of those comments like oh all those oh they're all cute characters now make them kiss and she had to reply with like they're all siblings <laughs> and I'm like wow TikTok's fucking wild yeah. no rights yeah, like blue mages. <laughs> like blue mages. Um, I'm okay. I'll. I will be honest. If it were not for the extraneous material, I would fucking hate Luna, because she's that archetype I fucking hate of like the snobby rich, rich white girl. But thanks, thanks, thanks to Marshmallow Horns and Cecilia, she's been redeemed in my eyes. As far as, like, least favorite characters, I think I have to go with, like, um, those fucking anus starfishes nightmares who just say hurtful things just to be cunts. And they remind me of, like, fuckers that you just meet online who just want to get under your skin for no reason. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, who, who's your favorites and least favorites? Well, again. Uh, least, least favorite. Yeah. Uh, least favorite, uh... So on the real, I I I it's I I don't think I've touched that much of Anakodima since I did the video of it. I did like brush up a little bit on it before I interviewed Emily, but I haven't actually mm -hmm. read it since then. So uh, I'm very very rusty. Um, but off of the top of my head, I remember that I found that crow for the longest time. It felt more like like the only thing that he brought to the table was that he had his leg in a cast. I was like, eh. he, he, I will admit, like, she told me that there was a lot more to Crow, especially with his relation to, um, Dimitri. Because, like, uh, they, they, he definitely gets a lot more time in, like, the Marshmallow Horn side comics. Oh, yeah. And I feel like that's just, cause, just because, like, you have your main plot in Anarchy Dreamers, but, like, all, like, the character build and stuff is, like, it just can't fit. Hmm. 
So you you definitely see the kind of person he is and how that laid back attitude goes here and there. Also, she said like she was thinking about how Crow would every arc he'd just have a different injury because that's just him. But then she kind of got talked out of that. So I wish she stayed with it because I think that would have been funny because Crow's a fucking idiot, but I love him. <laughs> but uh, it, it it's just it, 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 uh. But yeah, no, but Crow in the story, I do think, like, the comic is at a point where if she wanted to start over or if she wanted to keep going, either would be a viable option. Because I feel like Emily has matured so much as, like, an artist and as a writer and as a comic creator that if she had the opportunity to sit down and just, you know, pen to paper, do it all over, she can, like, do something amazing. I'd like her to keep going. But if she wanted to start over, I'd understand. Hmm. But, like, I, I feel like she definitely has the opportunity to just, you know, re, like, do everything she's learned in Marshmallow Horns and bring him back into the main comic. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, life and things sucks. Yeah. I hate bees now. But, uh, yeah, uh, that's still very valid. Um, let's see. Question two. He had it because he had a question two. Between the two, who would do you rather, and he just has a question mark after it, would you rather David Cage or would you rather Tetsuya Nomura? As in fuck or fight? Uh, okay. Let's, let's do fuck, fight, and work with. Um, fuck Nomura, fight Cage... Work on the Nomura. Honestly, yeah. To be completely honest with you. Because Nomura is like a cringy, self-important psychopath. But he's got like that... But like I said in the last podcast, I said like a month ago, Nomura is just post No More Heroes 2 uh, Suda 51. Yeah. Where he's, like, he's so typecast in his, like, weird little game, he either doesn't want to break out of it, or he just continues to box himself even closer still. Like, you could do something with him. Whereas if you work with David Cage, he'll just make a weird sex model of you without your consent. Yeah, I... And then make... Really, uh, that that just like uh. I I definitely feel that. So uh, check this out. Nomura is a self-indulgent kid who will throw everything to the wind as long uh, like he he's in this position so that he can make his own fantasies and OCs be the coolest fucking things ever. Yeah, that's why he's in the game industry. Is like self-indulgent for his own fantasies to make like. To, to rub his OCs off. Which, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, and then there's uh, David Cage, who um, is a self-indulgent psychopath who is in the video game industry because that way he can get to meet hot women. Yeah. Between the two, one's just a cringy child. The other one is like... A potential rapist. Yeah, <laughs> there wasn't any night other way to say it. Nomura has his own fantasies. Cage has his own fantasies. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the best way to put it. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> okay. Uh, we got another question this time from Yeriko. I hope they're doing well. And they said, hello, heyo, let me just swing by with this question. <sighs> okay. Jojo versus Morbius. They're both memeable, but what makes a good slash well-received piece of media memeable? And the same question applies to bad or poorly received media. Ike piece. His name is Titus, and he might be a ghost and wears j weird jeans. Wahoo. Ellen Page is homeless and sucks a guy. <laughs> Honestly, like, that's kind of a good answer to, like, uh, the question that Jericho asked. What makes a good piece of media memeable? What makes a bad piece of media memeable? I think it's just the context you always put it in, and you just take a step back and think about. One, like, honestly, uh, like, whether you love Final Fantasy X or hate Final Fantasy X or love or hate whatever Ellen Page game that was, I forget. Beyond Two Souls. You just take a... Beyond Two Souls, thank you. You take a step back and you're just like, just really process what the fuck you're looking at. And you either you either go into two categories. You just list it all out and realize how fucking insane you sound. Or it's so boring that you have to fill in the context yourself. Hmm. Jojo is like the first example. Morbius is the latter. I definitely feel that there's also something to the intent of the medium in question. Whereas Jojo is a guy who, honest to God like loves his world and he's so indulgent in this world that he kind of forgets what reality is like whereas mm -hmm. Morbius is this thing that got memed on because of how stupid it is and it's taking itself way too seriously uh, where it uh, whereas Jojo like the reason why it has stood the test of time and why it's memed so much on is the exact same reason why we still to this day talk about the game that should have been a nothing burger which is Metal Gear Revengeance where like the reason why we are still talking about it to this day and it's still meme potential to this day is because it's not taking itself too seriously the, the other Metal Gear games took themselves too seriously and, th and thus the memes that we got, got out of them are very sparse mm -hmm. just like the Japanese animes yeah exactly <laughs> I don't know I actually don't know if that was a real Otacon quote or that was just something that uh... it is okay good but like no it also is when you have it, it all like the context always matters cause <laughs> honestly I think I think the phrase I'm beginning to morb wouldn't be as funny without like realizing how serious and dark they're trying to make that movie yeah exactly it is such like, a, 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 a an out there stupid name drop uh silly quote and that's why people loved it because it was in such contrast with the tone of the movie <laughs> like i i have to be honest with you when when me and my friend watched morbius we watched it through the motherfucking well we didn't watch it through it, but, like, we, we had, like, a pirated version, and we had a pirated version that was, like, 
cropped between Arkerwed's tits. Oh, I remember from uh, Melty Blood. Yeah. And I'm like, that only makes the experience better because in this grainy, like, 120p bullshit, because this video is trying to be so dark and edgy and serious and ooh, but it's just like another Marvel superhero flick that's edgy for no fucking reason. With like Tumblr sexy men for some reason. And then it's just like, we're, we're just going to make fun of it. And it trashed in the box office twice because of because they bought their own hype. I, and I thought that was funny. It, it is so funny. They were like, oh, people want it back. Let's put it back. Oh, we got to make millions. Then like five people watched it. <laughs> he doesn't say the thing. I love how that also became a meme where, yes, this was obviously a meme. He never says it's Morbin time. Fuck, I'm gonna be honest with you, until I saw Morbius, I thought it was a fucking Matrix sequel. This whole fucking time. I did not see any of the marketing. I only saw it's Morbin time. Oh, and like the funny anime girls saying, um, he's beginning to morb. And then what the fuck am I looking at with this monkey vampire shit? So you thought that it was Morbius from from the Matrix? Yes. Oh no. When so the, imagine when, my when, shock. When you fucking knew that Jared Leto was gonna play fucking a a, a vampire, <laughs> it didn't occur to you. Wait, maybe he's not so 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 good an actor that he can pull off a fucking black man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to put this out there. I had zero count it zero at all like um any any single contact with any sort of advertising the first time i heard about the morbius movie was when i heard the phrase it's morbin time okay okay fair enough so I want you to imagine, oh shit, it's Morbin time. He's beginning to morb. Morbius is gonna do some cool shit. Red pill, blue pill. Alright, I'm I'm hyped. Let's go watch it. What the fuck am I looking at? <laughs> I've never been so disappointed before. You got disappointed twice, once by the movie and the second time by the fact that it wasn't Matrix related. The third time because he actually didn't he actually did not say it's Morbin time. Ah lame. Wow, wow you got fucking Wombo Combo by Morbius <laughs> I know. Man, you can't have shit in Detroit. <laughs> you can't even have the Morbius movie. <laughs> Uh, anyway, this beautiful. ended up becoming a pretty long uh, podcast, but we did have a lot of stuff to catch up on. Hopefully, we can continue on a more normal schedule going forward. We'll have to yeah. see. Because, uh, uh, how are you? Okay, very, very quickly, in like 20 words or less, how is it going with your COVID situation? Because you got it a fucking again. Yeah, I got it a third time. I almost died, but I'm good. Okay, great. We'll see you guys in the next podcast. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody.